0: See you Pittsburgh. Can't wait. Kip Patrick. Enzo. So Eric Decker holds it in. The Jets win
2: in overtime. And the New York Giants, given the last rights by many in December, are the Super Bowl champs in February. This is NFL Friday. Going long on all news, reaction, and game picks for the Giants, Jets, and across the NFL on WFUV
0: Sports. Hello everyone and welcome to NFL Friday, Week 13 edition. I am Matt Benson alongside Bridge Gotham and Ryan Whiteman for this coming episode. And right now we're at a fun point in the NFL season where the playoff seedings are starting to set into place. But the Giants and Jets are right in the mix of it, which is something we haven't been able to say in recent years, and it's just an exciting time. So, Bridge, how are you doing today? Excited as ever. Obviously, got the World Cup going on
2: now, usually not this time of year, but it's a great time to be a sports fan. College football, tomorrow, all the conference championship games, big implications for the college football playoff. Big news of that expanding to 12 teams in 2024 instead of, I think it was going to be 2026 before. So, just the football world in general, it's on fire in a good way. And both the Giants and Jets in the playoff picture right now, but a lot of work to do in this last month coming up.
0: Yeah, yeah, two big games for each of those teams, and they should both be exciting. And Ryan, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good, yeah. Um, This is a great week of football. It was awesome to see Mike White on the field again, so um, I'm really excited for the Vikings game.
0: Yeah, yeah, Mike White certainly certainly (laughs) had his... It had, certainly had a game last weekend against the bears but before we get to the jets let's talk a little bit about thursday night football last night the bills beat the patriots 24 to 10 and after a couple tough losses the bills seem to be getting back on track with three straight wins so do you guys think it's safe to say that they're they're back as a top team bridge I, th- I see you nodding your head yes so. i think they're back in the driver's seat i think they always were i think it's it's
2: hard to expect teams to be perfect, even if they're built like the Bills, which are built really well, built to win a championship, have been moving in that direction for the past couple of years. Or should have, if not for Patrick Mahomes scoring in 13 seconds last year, they would have probably made it all the way to the Super Bowl if they beat the Bengals in the next round had they gone. Um, obviously, Bills, look, a couple tough losses, but I think those losses are important because you know, you're an Eagles fan. I think that one loss that you've had, it makes you feel a little bit better in the long run, like, hey, you know, it's better to understand that we can now go and address our flaws instead of just winning every game and and hoping that we're good because losing allows you to take time to fix what you're not doing so well, and, you know, it builds character. And with the Bills beating their rival, the Patriots, again uh, this year, is the, I think the first time they played this year, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but last year there was the infamous Bill Belichick throwing three passes, dominating, and then later in the season the Bills had their number in the playoffs and just blew them out. So it looks like the Bills – Still have the Patriots' numbers. They fall to 6 and 6. Mac Jones showing a lot of frustration. They only scored 10 points. Patriots are a really weird team this year because they've had some good wins, but some, some questionable losses too. They played the Vikings pretty well on Thanksgiving, but ultimately back at 500. They're going to be a fringe playoff team. I don't even know if they'll make it. And I think the, the Jets are in, in prime to be in better position.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And Ryan, how do you feel about it?
1: Yeah, I think the Bills' biggest concern going into the playoffs is definitely their defense. Uh Von Miller was put on IR recently and you, you know they've definitely they're not like the shutdown team that they've been in the past. I I think their offense isn't as explosive as it used to be, but I mean, com- I mean compared to other teams at least, but they definitely still have the potential to go all the way, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think I think this past win against the Patriots was actually it was good for the team because they had, they had those two losses a few weeks ago, and then they had two games that they kind of squeaked out with an eight-point win against the Browns, and then the, Thursday, uh, the the Thanksgiving game against the Lions, which Josh Allen had a little bit of his own Patrick Mahomes play there, which was very fun to watch. Um, but this game was a little bit more of an easy win for the Bills, winning by 14 points. So it's I think for them it seems like they're kind of getting back on track in that sort of sense. But now let's move on to the Giants and Jets. The two teams in New York, let's start with the Giants, though. The Giants have lost three of their last four games, and their only win in those four games was against the Texans, which isn't saying much, but in the NFL, wins a win. Meanwhile, though, the Commanders have won six of their last seven and are one of the hottest teams in the NFL. So it's two teams in moving in different directions. So how do you guys feel about this game coming forward? This game
2: has a lot of implications for so many reasons. But when you looked at this game even three weeks ago, it looked a lot different, especially from the Giants fans' perspective. Commanders have won four in a row, or they're aiming for their fourth in a row. And you said they've won six out of seven. Let's say it's a month ago. You're looking at that game. The Giants, at, uh, maybe a month ago, are six and two. They seven and two. They're looking ahead and they're thinking to themselves, "Hey, you know, we need to get to ten wins. A win against Washington at home, they, you know, there are a few games under five hundred. That seems like it's pretty pretty plausible. And now you're going into this game commanders are surging giants have have looked the weakest they've looked all season they've lost two in a row you said three out of four and definitely the toughest stretch for a team that came out came out of the gates looking really really good and a team that i think is searching for that magic number of 10 wins and and 10 wins to make it to the playoffs and at this point in the season you have six games left and they're among some of the teams they're playing are really tough They have to see your eagles twice washington twice those games are that's four tough games right there you're going on the road to Minnesota on Christmas Eve. You know that's not going to be easy. So the only I won't even give the they play the Colts on New Year's Day at home. That's probably their easiest game. But even that, Colts have competed the last couple of weeks. Jeff Saturday in it, head coach, and they might have not won all those games, but they played the Eagles really, really close till the very end.
1: Yeah, I think the problem with the Giants, I think that they lost a lot of offensive weapons because really their best is Saquon and now they've really started relying on him very heavily and because they lost Kenny Galladay, they lost um, Daniel Bellinger for a while, who I think might has a chance of coming back this week, so he should give Daniel Jones more to throw to. But, yeah, I mean, I think they've just been relying on the run game way too much just because they've lost so many offensive weapons, and I think hopefully that'll get better as the season wears on.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's tough not to rely on the run game when Saquon Barkley's having the year that he's having, and he's the kind of player that he is, so it's hard to blame the Giants for wanting to move in that direction, but it does become kind of one-sided when they don't have the rest of the offensive weapons. So, Bridge, a couple of weeks ago, I hate to bring back old quotes from the past, but when the Giants were 7-2... two, oh, I know exactly what I said, but bring it up. Yeah. You said they were going to make a push to win the entire <laughs> NFC East. I said and that in the NFC <laughs> Just in general, the one-seed. Yeah. And so far, they've lost two games since then, <laughs> and are now at risk of... Becoming in last place in the division if they lose this game. So, do you still have the same optimism that you had earlier in the year? It's gonna to be tough now, two weeks later. But how optimistic are you with the Giants, especially with the remaining schedule?
2: Well, I'm not as optimistic about winning the division. Eagles have taken a significant lead, and I want to talk about Saquon Barkley for a second because he's looked great this season. But in their two, lo- the last two losses, 22 yards against the Lions on the ground, and 39 yards against the Cowboys. Like defenses are starting to figure out that. He's really their only source of offense, especially with all the wideouts they've lost. And so I'm I'm a little lower on the Giants. you know I go to all the games and I'm able to see it up close and it's a little frustrating, especially because when they got off to such a good start to the season, you know, you get all this excitement, hey, we're going to the playoffs, this is gonna be really, really good. And while we talked about earlier, there's only about eight teams fighting for seven spots in the NFC. I mean that there's still a better than 50% chance that the Giants will make the playoffs. But if you draw the seven seed and you end up playing the number two seed, that's that's not a fun way to start your playoffs, as you saw last last year, right? As the uh, Eagles, yeah, Eagles played. bucks yeah, yeah. That was, I mean, it's a tough draw there. And I don't know who the two seed is. I'd probably be Minnesota. I mean, that's that's they're a really good football team. So when looking to the rest of the Giants' season, yeah, this Commanders game, I'd say it's the most important game of their season thus far. Because what I said I think a couple weeks ago was the Lions, like that's a game you should win. They lost that. We knew the Cowboys would be tough, but. When you saw Lions, Texans Lions back to back at home, you're like, All right, get those two wins. It's so so important. You lose that game. That's really, really tough. And you have a quick turnaround, you fly all the way to Dallas on Thanksgiving. A lot of emotions, just a lot of a lot of quick turnarounds, you know? You got you have to remember all the off the field stuff. Like playing game three to four days later after you after a tough loss at home and going in, you know, three hours on a plane, that's not easy. So they they have to beat the the commanders and Eagles at home the following week, that's that's not going to be an easy one. I mean, it really it's really tough. And then they go on the road to the Commanders, and the Commanders have a bye week in between those two games. So they, they play this week, bye week, and then they play the Giants. So they get the Giants twice in three weeks, which would be interesting. And then Vikings Christmas Eve, Colts New Year's Day, and then on the road at the Eagles. Might not mean anything for the Eagles at that point, but the Giants might be fighting for their playoff lives in Week 18.
0: Yeah, that's very true. And Ryan, how do you how optimistic are you about the Giants for the remainder of the season? Cuz Bridge just mentioned the tough schedule and there's going to be a lot of hard games that they have to play. It's five games that they could lose potentially
1: with four of them being
0: in the division.
1: Yeah, I mean they they remind me a little bit of like like kind of like a Texans team or a Lions team and that they can they can give you a run for your money if you're not careful. They're very, very good at when they're underestimated, and I, I, I've, I've said a lot. I don't really think Daniel Jones is their guy. I think that's fairly common knowledge. Um, I mean, yeah, I think they definitely need a lot of work in the off season yet building up that offense around, around a quarterback because really the only, like, league leading, offensive player they have is Saquon, and that that's about it. So I think it would be great to see them finish with a winning record. I, it's been years since that's happened. So I wouldn't be surprised if they make a run for the wild card. I don't know if they make it far. I don't think they make it far in the playoffs, but who knows?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be it's going to be tough for them to make it deep run in the playoffs, but at this point the goal for the season was to improve from last year, maybe finish around 500 and now at this point they're kind of playing with house money and trying yeah. to make the most Try and go as far as they can, and just no matter what, the sixth season would probably be a success, looking back at it. Oh, yeah. And, Ryan, you mentioned that the team, there's going to be a lot of moves that they have to make in the offseason, but right now they're still in the playoff picture. So with about four to five weeks left of the season, what moves do you think they should try and do? Is it OBJ? Is it some other, some other acquisition or some sort of game plan change that they need to do to keep themselves in this playoff push?
1: Yeah. Odell's a big, he's a big question mark for me. Hasn't played really a full season in a while. Um, Yeah, I know. Just getting a big, big name guy like that, you know, it's, it would definitely be big. I don't know if he'd really perform at the level that they'd, they'd want him to. You know, it's just a big question mark until you actually see him play with that team on that field. But... Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's really too much they can do outside of that this year. I think a lot of it's just going to be trades in the offseason or picks. I think they really got to go heavy on the wide receivers and tight ends, that that side of things. Yeah. yeah. How do
0: you feel, Bridge?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, trade deadline's passed. All the big names are off the market. Odell's an exception just because he's been hurt and he set himself up in a way that see who's good with a month to go and join that team, kind of what he did last year <laughs> with the Rams. And he hasn't really played a snap of football since, you know, he caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl with the Rams, you know, earned his ring, but went out with an injury in that game and hasn't played since. He's looking at the Bills. He's looking at the Cowboys. I think a couple other teams, but it's Bills, Cowboys, Giants, I think, are definitely the big three he's looking at. He was with the Giants this week. uh, Spoke with, I think, the coaching staff, certain players. So a lot of excitement around it. But to your point, Ryan, a big question mark because I think – A lot of Giants fans remember, like, the last year of the Odell saga there. You know, things didn't end so well. He, he, you know, he has an attitude. Um, He's a really good football player, but he demands a lot. You know, he's, um, I'm not going to, I don't mean that in a negative way, but he attracts a lot of pressure and attention from the media and the fans. Um, I would even go as far as to say that him coming, as much as I'd love him to, to join the Giants, could ultimately be a distraction uh, for the rest of the players in the locker room, who've been working so hard all season with the, with the cards they've been dealt, you get a guy like Odell coming in, big personality, big name player. Everyone else has just been doing their job, which is you know the Brian Dable mantra, Bill Belichick mantra. Everyone just everyone performs what they're supposed to do. The team will win. You bring in a guy, maybe a bit more selfish like Odell, who can perform, but a bit older. You know, wide receivers. You know, it's called NFL, not for long, right? So you know, a lot of question marks there. I think the positives outweigh the negatives, especially with all the injuries the Giants have. Wandell Robinson, ACL injury, he's done for the year. Kenny Galladay is not not good, even if he's out. He's just not a good player anymore. Sterling Shepard's been out, will continue to be out. Darius Slayton's been like the number one guy, and he's Darius Slayton. You can't depend on him to be the, be the number one guy. Good news with Bellinger coming back, but if you're a playoff team, you need to have more than just that. Yeah. Um, and Saquon can only take you so far.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, th- I agree with your point about the risk of bringing in Odell Beckham is yeah. that the guy was a former top, top one to top three receiver in the league when he was in oh, his yeah. prime. And you certain you sort of become a little bit of a diva in a way, yeah. and, you know, you have your pride and now in and this, that's, it's the fun part you know, about the
2: sport, but yeah. there are, you know, you see Antonio Brown's probably the most extreme example of that. Yeah. He's an very, extreme, very extreme yeah. point. But like, you know, don't get so full of yourself. It's 53 man roster. You could do everything right, but it, it could come down to the kicker trotting out there and kicking a field goal. The holder gets no credit, but he's literally, if he doesn't get that laces out, you're not getting, making that field goal. Yeah. So, I mean, so many players that don't get enough credit. Obviously, it's the guys who make the plays. It's the quarterbacks. It's the wide receivers that are on full display. But I just i don't want that to rub the rest of the locker room the wrong way because I think what I've seen with the Giants firsthand going to the locker room after the games is that there's a sense of community, a sense of togetherness that no one is above the others. That we're all just fighting as a team together, and I really have loved to see that. And I just think bringing in a guy like Odell, which again, I would I would do it in a heartbeat, just because they need weapons. But I just I don't know if he would fit in as well there personally.
0: Yeah, and it's the only that's the big risk you take yeah. is if he if you see that he can improve your locker room and improve your team at the same time, or if you think he's still not mature enough to yeah. to take that backseat role in the locker room. Because last year we saw with the Rams, it seemed like he meshed pretty well with the team. He did. Joining in late in the season, but who knows how how he'll feel being back for the Giants if he's like, oh, this is my team again. You never know.
2: And one more thing I want to say is that I think there's rumors that the Cowboys are looking to offer him a multi-year contract. I don't know if the Giants are going to do that, but I'm saying, like, I think Odell's only good if he's a rental through this season. Because I really, like, he's getting older. You don't want to be paying all that money because the Giants already are in cap hell with Kenny Galladay and other... Big contracts, and they have to decide this off season, Hey, am I paying Saquon? Am I gonna, you know, pay Daniel Jones? So, taking on another contract like Odell, who has been proven to be injury prone, he's getting up there in age. I mean, I still see him as the rookie who made the greatest catch I've ever seen, but that was in 2014, right? So that was eight years ago. So almost a decade. It's been a while. I was in seventh grade. I mean, it was ages ago now. So you have to remember, new age of players coming in, start to look toward your future, lock them in as a rental if you can, but. Don't don't take on a multi-year deal. That's just not smart.
0: Yeah, and speaking of a new age of players, we have Mike White for the Jets. Oh yeah, what what a game last week! The Jets, after benching Zach Wilson, he wasn't even on the active roster. They go and beat the Bears handedly, and now they're going to be playing against the Vikings. So, before we get on to the Jets Vikings game, I just want to ask, what did you guys see from Mike White specifically? did the team seem different because that's what it seemed like to me is they seemed to rally around him and that's everything we're hearing about in their locker room. So I'll start with you Ryan. How how do you feel about the Mike White show last week?
1: <sighs> it, it was it, it was surreal, like really. I I have definitely been a fan of his since his performances last year. And seeing him on the field again just picking up right where he left off it's it just it just incredible. That I, I don't think I'll ever forget that first drive just trucking down the field and getting a touchdown almost almost immediately and like
2: it looked like the place was just exploding. Yeah,
1: like. I I mean, he's he's their guy. If I I know Sal, Salah has said that he wants to bring Zach Wilson back in, but that is just not a good idea. Cuz the team just the way they play with Mike White even if he's not perfect, I mean, they clearly love it, love the guy. Probably better than Zach Wilson at this point, right? Yeah. And, I mean, Zach Wilson, he, he's just they got to move on. They, they just do. I think it's at a point now where he's just going to—if they're not going to make the playoffs, it's because of him. I really think that they'd be torpedoing their chances of making it and actually going to the Super Bowl. Because this is a Super Bowl-caliber team. Like, they could make it. They have one of the best defenses in the league. Their offense is very underrated. And with someone with Mike White playing, who throws to pretty much everyone who can catch the ball, like that's that's he's been their guy, and I feel like they should have started him sooner, honestly.
2: Yeah. So Jets are they're seven and four, and they're currently the seven seed right now, the last team to make the playoffs. But kind of doing the same analysis we did for the NFC, I'd say the ten to sixteen seeds are not competing. The ten seeds, the Colts, right now they're four and seven. Uh, Patriots are 9, 6, and 6, and then the Chargers at 6 and 5 are the 8 seed. So if you're the Jets, the teams that you're kind of going to be competing with record-wise down the stretch are going to be the Cincinnati Bengals, who also are 7 and 4, who are starting to hit their stride. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, 7 and 4. Tennessee Titans, 7 and 4. And then Chargers, 6 and 5. And I think the Patriots down to 6 and 6, they're not out of it yet, but I, I'd say that they're trending in the wrong direction. They have their own quarterback you know, problems up there. So yeah, for the Jets, Mike White looked awesome. And we saw him last year. He had that really great game. I don't know if it was a game or two last year. Then he kinda came back down to earth. And maybe that happens eventually here too. But I think when you look at what Zach Wilson said after the game a couple weeks ago about, you know, you know, your defense only gave up three points, you only scored three points, you know, do you feel like you let the defense down? He said no. Like, yeah, you did. Sorry. Like you that's that's just not the right thing to say. You lose the locker room there. Robert Sala made a great decision to bench him. You should be held accountable. I don't care if you were the number two pick in the draft. You can't say something like that because we're a team here, and that's a great thing to do. So we'll see how far the Jets can get with Mike White. I think you should stick with him until he throws five interceptions in a game. Until like it all comes crumbling down. And hey, you know I'm sure Zach Wilson's still taking all those second team reps in practice. Maybe even some first team reps in practice. You got to keep you know keep his arm warm, keep it going. But for the Jets. You know, their remaining six games are interesting. They're only three point dogs to the Vikings on the road, which proves a lot of respect for the Jets and the Jets defense. This would be a really, really big win for the Jets. I know the Bills win was probably the defining win of the season, but if they can beat the Vikings, you know, they go up to eight and four. And then you play you play the Bills on the road. That's a tough one. But then you have the Lions and Jaguars at home back to back. Yeah. So that's a great stretch of games. Then you go on the road to the Seahawks. Could be a tough one, especially with the Seahawks probably also fighting for their playoff lies. I'd say both teams in that game will probably be a must-win for both teams playoff-wise. And then you go at the Dolphins Week 18. Look, those two teams could be fighting for the last playoff spot as well. So I'd say the key for the Jets is Vikings and Bills are going to be two really tough games. But so If you can win one out of those two and then sweep the Lions-Jaguars slate, that gets you to 10 wins. And that's probably enough to at least make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I'm honestly expecting. Hmm, I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings game. It's going to be a shootout. I I, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think the Vikings defense has not been great for the majority of the year, and I think you know that that defense, the Jets defense, it, it's going to be interesting. They're very good, but and but the 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 Vikings they have a very very strong offense, one of the strongest in the league. So I'm definitely expecting a shootout. I think. If Mike White can bring the same kind of performance he did against the Bears, I really think that he's there. no one can really call him a one-hit wonder anymore. Because if he really matches or even improves on his performance against the Bears, I think he's really he has to be their guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree, and it's it just also seems like the team is behind him in a yeah, different exactly. way than they yeah. were with Zach oh, Wilson. Oh, well, you can yeah. tell. Yeah,
1: yeah, there's just no there's just no comparison. Like the stadium was just electric.
2: I think the Bears is the perfect game for Mike White to have the coming out party. Yeah, um, exactly. You know.
1: And he didn't need to play amazing no. either. Like it's the Bears. They didn't have Justin Fields. They yeah. didn't have they lost Darnell Mooney pretty early on. And that team the Bears are just they're really not much outside of Fields. Like Fields has been their main offensive driver since uh like midway through the year when he started really exploding. Yep. And, I mean, he didn't need to play that well. He could have relied pretty heavily on the defense, but he didn't. He came with away with 300-plus pass yards and three touchdowns. Like, that's almost better than how he played against the Bengals last year.
2: Yeah, great stat line. You guys both think the Jets are They going to make it? I, I think they're probably a playoff team.
1: Yeah, if they stick with Mike White and he continues to play the way that I, I think – I know he can, I think that they're going to make it. And I think they could go all the way if he really keeps it going. I – I, I don't know if they can go all the
0: way, but I feel like they are a playoff team, yeah. especially because yeah. all year, I know I've talked with you before about it, Bridge, because we've been on a few episodes before, but the the Jets are a very good team, and they just need to have a quarterback yeah. to, to supplement it. And They have all like, the other pieces. They have every piece, but like Ryan, like you said, is Mike White doesn't need to play amazing. He just needs to... Not make the same mistakes that Zach Wilson is yeah, making. He
1: just needs to not be Zach Wilson. Like,
0: and that's not even a lot to ask. <laughs> yeah,
1: I honestly, I I thought they should have benched, benched Zach Wilson after the first loss to the Patriots because that that performance was ter- was terrible. I mean, the one, the one week, the, 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 the one, the most recent one was even worse. But like, I I don't know. Like, with that offense especially, and I, I'm pretty sure Brees Hall wasn't even injured yet. Like, how could you not bring in Mike White? Even though, I mean, yeah, he did kind of fade away in that Bills game. But I don't know. This is a very different Jets team. Their defense is, as I said, one of the best in the league and their offense is really underrated. I think Garrett Wilson is gonna be one, of the, best, one yeah, of the best one of the best rookies this year. And I think Elijah Moore, he's great. He completely disappeared when <laughs> Zach Wilson took over. And I think they got a lot of great running game a lot a lot of great running backs. Michael Carter, I think, is a great underrated back. And some guys like Ty Johnson, whose name I haven't even heard since last year, he started getting the ball. And this guy, this night guy, he started getting the ball too, who who's, I'd never even heard of in my life. So, yeah, I think Mike White's really going to make that offense just explode.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. And let's, let's talk a little bit about this upcoming game between the Jets and the Vikings. The Vikings, they just keep on winning, which is pretty crazy. In my opinion, it has always felt like they have been kind of a fluky team that's good but they keep on winning and they're at number 2 overall in the NFC which which is tough because it's yeah. the Eagles and the Cowboys are also top teams in that in the NFC. But how do you guys feel about the Jets chances going into this game? Well,
2: you mentioned the Eagles and Cowboys, the two teams that have beaten the Vikings and both beat beat them handily. I mean, those games were not close, especially the Cowboys gave the Vikings a huge reality check. And you mentioned they're a bit of a fluky team, like absolutely, man. Like Look at some of these scores. So when they beat the Bills on November 13th, I think a lot of people that were doubting them before because they beat the Bills and they improved to 8-1. and one. And I think the Bills were that first big win that they got. So everyone's like, everyone that was doubting them before said, okay, maybe they are for real. But you look back earlier in the season, all of their wins, like they beat the Lions by four points, Saints by three points, beat the Bears by a possession, Dolphins by a possession. Dolphins are a good team, but beat the Dolphins, I think, I think without was Tua. Also, was that without Tua? Without Tua, yeah mid October, beat you know, Cardinals by one possession, beat the Commanders by three. Like very close games. Like, similar to the Giants, like, you know, win's a win, but that's I think a lot of people that's why they were saying the Vikings were a bit of a fraudulent team. Yeah. Um, but you know, they beat the Bills in overtime, you're like, oh man, they're for real. Cowboys smack 'em. Forty to three. They come back and beat the Patriots on Thanksgiving. I don't think the Patriots are that great. So when you come into this game from the Vikings perspective, like even though they're at home, like the Jets, I feel like, are in more of an upward trajectory because uh, the Vikings have a lot of doubters, but I don't, I don't know if it's really getting to their head. Like, I think the Vikings think that they're, that they're a good team, but for the Jets, you just won with Mike White. You have a lot more excitement generated around this season, I feel like. Even though that the Vikings are a much better team record-wise, I just have a, I just have a feeling that the Jets are going to come in and they just want this game more. Um, Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. They're playing at 1 o'clock, so that does help. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, Justin Jefferson's an unbelievable player, but Jets have a great defense. They yep. spread the ball out just like you said, and I just think they're going to win this game. I don't know if it'll be close, um, but I think the Jets could honestly, like, they could win this by a touchdown.
1: Yeah. I think, I think the Jets got a great defense, but, I'm I'm honestly, I'm expecting a shootout because, I don't know, I feel like that would just be more a fun game to watch, to be honest. Um, I think... This game against the Vikings, if Mike White can win this week and if Mike White can give the Bills a serious run for their money, I really think he's gonna prove that he's has to he's their guy for the future. As much as they invested in, in Zach Wilson, I I just I don't see it. I, I really don't. He's just he just had a lot of hype coming in and it just has not paid off at all. He's never really done much. He's just kind of been there. So hopefully Mike White can stick with it, and they can really give him that leading role.
0: Yeah, yeah, and he's he's been fun to watch in very fun in in his very few appearances so far. But we saw last week he gets the team on his back and rallies behind him, and I think the Giants. I sorry, I think the Jets can beat the Vikings this week, but it's. It's crazy to me how the Vikings could still finish with fourteen wins. Just looking at the yeah. rest of their schedule, easily. They're a Colts. They're a very offensively bears. minded team.
1: Yeah. Like that, that. Let's not get past that. Their defense is not not very good at all. Like the it, the their game against the Patriots, it, it was a shootout. Like yeah. and that's not something you expect, especially against the Patriots' offense, which is, I mean, it's basically done yeah, they nothing to all close year through three quarters. Yeah, know, like no, it, yeah, that was that, a but, shootout. Yeah. It, it was a real shootout. I, I think honestly that. The Vikings are a very offensive-centered team. They're a lot like the Lions. The Lions have a very explosive offense. Defense, eh, not so great. You know, yeah. I think I, I don't know. I, I feel like Vikings definitely that that loss to the Cowboys definitely got them a bit off kilter. I definitely think they they they're definitely a good team. Like they're not they're not they're not frauds. I, I think they really they are a great team. Their offense is great. I think Jeff, Justin Jefferson's going to go down as one of the greats of all time. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think they're a good team, but I think the Jets are really, really going to come in all out.
2: Yeah, I think Eagles one and Vikings two is basically a lock at this point. It just feels inevitable for the NFC. And those division winners, I think San Francisco will hold on to that West. I just mm. I feel like with the moves they've made, yeah. Seahawks are a great story, but I just don't know if it's if 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 they're going to win that division. And I think Tampa Bay they're five and six. I think they're going to win that division. So I'd almost say that the top four seeds, I feel like that's already set. And I know it sounds kind of wild to say in the beginning of December, but just based on the playoff structure and the way that the league works, I feel like we're really just looking at seeds five through seven, which right now, Cowboys, Washington, uh, Cowboys, Giants, Washington, and then Seattle on the outside looking in. So yeah, it's very exciting, but the Vikings are in good shape. Jets have a lot to fight for as well. So yeah, you know, it's, Great time to be a football fan. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's weird this year because last year there were so many teams that could have made it into the wild card. But I feel like this year it's it's a lot more yeah. rigid than other it is. years. Yeah. I feel
2: like it'll still come down. Like they're still gonna flex a great game to the Sunday night week eighteen. Like it's gonna be probably like Dolphins or, or I think it's gonna. I feel like the Chargers are gonna be like. Just like last year, like we'll basically be playing for the playoffs in that last week. I don't know who yeah. they're gonna be playing, but it. I just I feel like it's it's inevitable, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. The Chargers are one of those. You know, they need work. They got a lot of great stuff. I think injuries have been really hard on them. Mike Williams, losing him, losing Keenan Allen. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. They've been they've been struggling. I, I think Herbert's a great quarterback. I just think the team has just been struggling this year yeah. to really get something going.
0: Yeah, especially with the expectations coming to the season with it being Herbert's. I think third season now. Yeah. yeah, thought he'd make a huge jump, and he's like still a great quarterback.
2: But, yeah, he's good. Yeah. yeah, he's
1: great. I think he's. I think he's great. I think just the de- the team needs to just build better around him. And yeah. I think the injuries definitely were part of it, but I think their defense needs some serious work in the off season. Uh, same with Seattle. I think. Yeah, I think Gino really came out of nowhere, but you know he's not. He's old. He's been in the league a very long time. So yeah. they're definitely gonna need a plan for the future. They they're gonna need a guy to replace him. They really, really gotta work on that defense. Yeah. Cause I think their offense has really found their stride finally. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I've always I always think they, they've really great offense, but now I think with they're gonna really I think they're really gonna go all in on Kenneth Walker next year. I think he's he's they finally found their guy after Chris Carson left the league. And yeah, I think Metcalf and Lockett are one of the best duos in the league. Yeah,
0: yeah. And we've we've got a very exciting week of football coming up. But before that, we do have to talk about the biggest news this week, which is Deshaun Watson making his return. There's not much to say, just you know, it's Deshaun Watson. We yeah. know we know his story, but he is coming back and he is very talented. So how how do you guys feel about his return to the Browns? Obviously, they're sitting at 4 and 7, I believe right now. Yeah. I don't think they can make a playoff push even with him, but
1: he is much better than uh, Jacoby Brissett, who was their backup. Yeah. So at the beginning of this year, I think the Browns really they had a lot of momentum going. I think Deshaun getting Deshaun Watson, it, it was definitely it definitely raised a lot of eyebrows to to say the least. Um, yeah, I think it was a big risk. Um, I it doesn't look like it's going to pay off. I don't think they were really able to hold it together until he came he came off his of suspension. I think Nick Chubb has definitely slowed down since the beginning of the year, and I think part of that is just the team has just slowed down as a whole. I think they really lost; they started losing their momentum pretty quickly. I think their offense is pretty solid. It's not incredible. I think Brissett he's 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 I think he's a better version of Zach Wilson. I think that's a good way to describe it. He's he can get he can get the game done. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of QB starved teams chase Brissett in the off season. I think the Colts definitely need someone. He might end up there again. And yeah, I mean Watson for me he he's a big question mark. He's kinda like Odell Beckham. Like, you know, it's been it's been a while since he's played. It probably has it been two years now? Yeah. Yeah. I, so I think the allegations
2: have certainly yeah. I don't mean to cut you off, but I think it's certainly overshadowed. Yeah. He's a great football player. A lot of people have forgotten that, but you know, there are a yeah. lot of things that are much bigger than football and more important. Yeah, exactly. And I think just does like he led the league in passing yards in twenty twenty yeah over thousand eight hundred but
1: yeah great rusher too I mean. great
2: rusher too he had yeah. uh, almost five hundred yards on the ground three three touchdowns but I don't care how good you are I think if you're off the field for year and a half give or say yeah even if you're in practice or I don't even know but like even if you're throwing the ball like you know if you're not in game situations for eighteen or so months. And the whole NFL world is pointing fingers at you for something that you probably did that was wrong. Yeah, I just think that's going to affect his level of play. I'm not saying he's going to be bad, but like you said before, he's coming to quote unquote rescue a team that's four and seven. I just I yeah. don't see it. Um, the interesting storyline that they're playing the Texans. Obviously, it's his old team. A lot of history yeah. there. We don't need to get into it, but I and think yeah, he probably yeah.
1: he probably he's probably going to ice the Texans. I mean, it's the Texans. Like they're yeah. not. They can they can give teams run for their money sometimes sure but they're not really aspiring to much they're mm-hmm. what are they one in ten now
2: one nine and one oh uh, right yeah at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah I I mean I honestly think they're gonna be going to one in ten I don't know if Watson's gonna really wow the wow the league in the same way he did when he when he was playing yeah you know it's definitely uh coming off of those types of allegations you know it's <laughs> it's not a it's not an easy task especially because the Browns staked a lot on adding him oh yeah. It was definitely a big big question mark as to if any team was even going to try adding him in the first place. Like, the Texans, they didn't really know what to do with him. And the Browns kind of came along. He could have really gone pretty much anywhere. And, I mean, I don't know. It was hard to find a team that was really, I don't know if it was desperation or maybe they just felt like it wasn't as big of a deal as it it (laughs) clearly has proven to be by now. So, I mean, yeah, they rested a lot on him. So, it's going to be interesting to see if he really, if he can perform well, and if he doesn't, then I think that's definitely, raises a lot of questions for the Browns in the offseason, especially.
0: Yeah, yeah, and the whole, the whole ordeal has been a pretty bad look on the Browns as an organization, obviously on Deshaun Watson as well, but the Browns had high expectations once getting him, the suspension happened, and they're sitting, not, they're not sitting too pretty right now with him coming back right now. But let's move to more positive note because we have an exciting week of we have an exciting Sunday slate coming up, and let's let's rapid fire through our picks here for this weekend. So let's start with one of the lesser games, but you know there are some implications for the Falcons because they are still in the mix right now. Steelers play at the Falcons on one o'clock. How, let's start with you, Bridge. Okay, so the line is even on this game. It's a straight toss up.
2: I like the Falcons just because they have more to play for. Um, been some good storylines there. Uh, Marcus Mariota's been okay. Um, I like the Falcons in this game. I just think uh, Kyle Pitts is—I mean, he's been out for a while, but he wasn't even that good. I, I just think that the Falcons, with how poorly the Buccaneers are playing this year, like they could—honest, I, I know I said that it seems like a lock for the Bucks to make it, just because the division's so bad. Like I really could see the Falcons stealing that away at the last second, which would be so funny for the Falcons to come back. Against Brady in the standings, you know all the history behind that. So it'd just be funny that if Tom Brady's career ended by choking a division lead to the Atlanta Falcons, so it'd be very funny. Uh, I'll ha- I'll take the Falcons. I'll I'll take them to actually win big. I don't know by how much, but I feel like they could run away with this game. They're at home.
1: Yeah, uh, I honestly think it's 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 a coin toss. I haven't loved either team really. Steelers for <laughs> pretty obvious reasons. Um, the Falcons, you know. Uh, I'm not sure what happened really. I, I think Corderell was he was really their big guy and Mariota was really starting to get his groove. I don't know, just something hasn't been working recently. Corderell hasn't really been as explosive as he was before he got injured. Mariota has kind of slowed down too. I feel like it's a toss up, but um I think the Steelers had a pretty decent showing against the Colts, but even so, I think the Falcons are gonna win this. I don't know if it's gonna be a blowout, but I think it's gonna be Kind of, It's going to be kind of an eh game. I, I don't know. I feel like Falcons are probably going to win it.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I think the Falcons are going to win anywhere from 13 to 17 yeah. points. Not a crazy blowout, but yeah. it won't be much of a game to watch. But moving on to a divisional game, the Packers at the Bears. The Packers just came, across, uh, came with a tough loss against the Eagles last week. We got to see Jordan Love play, but Aaron Rodgers is expected to play this game after – having an, a rib injury during the game. So let's go with you, Ryan. Who do you think is going to win this game?
1: This is going to be an interesting one. Um, yeah, so the Bears lost Mooney. Um, I believe he's out for the year unless it's it, It's either that or he's going to be out for a significant number of weeks. So either way, they're losing him. They still have Komet, who I think played really well when Fields was there, and Fields is trending to come back this week. He's so, supposed to play, right? Yeah. Think, yeah. And uh, honestly, the Packers have been looking pretty terrible. <laughs> I, I, I think their offense has some legs, but I think Rodgers is really holding it back. Um, I'm not sure if Love is their guy either. Haven't really got enough time with him in the driver's seat to get a good gauge on how he can play. So if Rodgers is playing I th- and if Fields is really back to where he was before he got injured, I think the Bears are going to run away with this one hard.
2: Bears are at home in this, and all the jokes about Aaron Rodgers owning the Bears. But look at the standings. Packers are 4-8. The Bears are 3-9. Yeah. Everyone always talks about how much worse the Bears are. They're only a game behind the Packers. Yeah. I think this might be...
1: They're way better than their record. They're way better than their record. They lost Khalil Herbert. That was a big loss darnell Mooney now too he was a pre- he was a pretty decent receiver and losing him and Herbert was and fields too like practically in the span of two weeks right. so that was not not a great not a great sign yeah I think I mean their offense was really really good but they were just losing games yeah. and I think a lot of that was on the defense I think in the offseason if they really built up that defense they could really make that team like a playoff caliber team I right. think fields is is really really good really good he's way better than i think people gave him credit for last year
2: yeah he's really especially the last month or so obviously yeah. he missed last week but the his fantasy numbers have been unbelievable because yeah, he's, no. he's a big rusher yeah well i was just I was going back to what i was saying before like i think this is really where the tide turns we all know that aaron Rodgers is not having a good season this you know he signed a big contract but who knows what his future is in the nfl at this point because he just doesn't look like the guy the back the reigning back to back MVP doesn't look like that anymore. Yeah, not at all. I and think yeah, the Bears are definitely gonna run away with yeah. this one. One of the defining wins for the Packers four win season was you know, Aaron Rodgers, he still owns the Bears. This might be the game where that all changes. And I think if Justin Fields puts on a show, I think the Bears can win this game.
1: Yeah. The Packers defense has just been pretty terrible too. So I yeah. think Fields is really going to exploit that and he's just gonna he's just gonna take it all the way.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I, I would say I think the Packers are going to win this game. But it's just it's just weird because the Packers had always felt like it would be a free two wins against the Bears. Which yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's finally changing because yeah. Aaron Rodgers yeah. is on the downturn. The Packers are sitting at 4-8 right now, which yeah we I think, haven't seen this yeah, in a long they're time. They're at the
1: point now where I think Rodgers is holding back the team. I think they got to let him go. They're, it's not a great position they've found himself in. Jordan Love really hasn't gotten enough time to prove himself as to be a— Somewhat decent successor to Rodgers, and you know Rodgers is—he's always been their guy. You know it's hard to move on from a guy like that. So you know it's—it's it's hard, but I think, yeah, no, I think they really got to ditch Rodgers somehow.
2: Yeah, I mean they did it with Far fifteen or so. Yeah, know, was it Favre? Two thousand eight, two thousand nine, something yeah. around there. I mean, hard so decision—they've been in too. that position yeah. before. Yeah, it's time to make the decision that's in the best interest of your of your football team.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that offense. Christian Watson, definitely. I think he's great. I think Lazard is great. But yeah. Rodgers, aside from Watson, like, Rodgers hasn't really been able to throw to anyone
0: else. Yeah. Obviously, losing to Vande Adams doesn't help. But yeah, that was just great. They're not the team they used to be, no, long story all. short. No, no. But the next game that we have on the Sunday slate is the Jaguars versus the Lions, oh, yeah. and we've but, all been looking but forward but to that. Both these teams, though, have been ha- – they've had some surprising wins, yeah. and they've they seem to always be in the games that they're playing, and we just saw yeah. Jaguars – Winning overtime uh, on a Trevor Lawrence pass and that was a crazy. Th- yeah, game. I don't know if you guys was, saw that. That, that was yeah.
2: unbelievable. Oh the, that God. whole fourth quarter was just.
1: Yeah. and going for two on that. That was. Doug Peterson. Man. That was insane. Yeah, that was a great game. Um. Yeah, the Lions and the they're proving the Lions and the Jaguars. They're proving to be very fun teams to watch. I think the Lions' offense is, is really great. I think they've always had a pro- <laughs> really surprisingly good offense for the quality of the team. You know, I think I think the Lions they have a lot of really good potential. I think they're a lot like the Bears. They just gotta work on their defense in the offseason because that's that's really what's been losing them games. Like they gave the Bills a serious run for their money. Like if if Dan Campbell maybe had managed the clock a little bit better towards the end of that Thanksgiving game, I think the Lions could have won. Yeah. I really think they could have. And I think they they got they have the potential to really make make waves. I think the Lions are going to take this one. I think their offense is, I I definitely think it's going to be a really really insane shootout. But I think the Lions are going to pull away with it.
2: Yeah, it should be a fun one. Two four and seven teams that may not look great on paper, but have played really close games with really yeah. good teams this season. It may not be the matchup between two teams that, this may not be forty ers eagles or you know I'm just trying to name relevant teams that are really good, but. Yeah. It's gonna be a really close game, I think, and oh, I think no, it could it could be really fun. I don't know who to pick, but I'll take the Lions or the
0: home team. Yeah, I'll I'll go with the Jaguars just because of Doug Peterson. <laughs> I have to do it. He'll pull yeah. he'll pull a rabbit out of the hat at the he'll, end. He'll he find a way. Yeah, he a way. Yeah, it's gonna
1: it's gonna be a crazy one. It's gonna be a lot of you know big plays, crazy touchdowns, that kind of thing. It, yep. it seems like one of those.
0: It'll be it'll be an exciting game, and I, I I yeah. So I'm gonna go with the Jaguars. Next game on the slate is Jets Vikings. We've already talked about it. I'm going with the Jets. Are you guys all going with the Jets too? I'd say. I'd say Jets,
1: definitely Jets. Jets. I think G-S. the only thing that could give the Vikings a chance is their offense. And the Jets' defense has – wait, did I – no, I, I meant the Vikings, sorry. I think the Vikings' offense is really the only thing that could bail them out of this. And the Jets' defense has been pretty pretty, pretty impressive this year. So but, yeah. I think if the Jets can really get get their foot down on it and really make that offense work for it, I think they could – easily run away with it
2: yeah it'll take a Justin Jefferson magical
0: catch and yeah if the Vikings are gonna win yeah yeah and the next one another New York team is the Giants versus the commanders it's gonna be a tough one because both teams have a lot on the line yeah as we were talking about earlier the Jets are it's not, not the Jets commanders are moving in a positive direction and the Giants are kind of on a downtrend so bridge let's start with, start with you are the Giants gonna pull it out I'm definitely not
2: biased about this <laughs> I think the Giants will win it. We've kind of talked about it already, but I just think you lose two, you have 10 days of rest, a lot to figure out, a lot of guys that have been hurt that are coming back. I just think you have the home crowd. There's too much at stake. They, they're they going to win this football game.
1: Yeah, I think it's complicated. It's definitely – these teams are fairly evenly matched. I don't think one one is really insanely better than the other. I think Heineke is kind of a Mike White type situation. You know, he's not—I mean, he's definitely not as good of a quarterback as Mike White has shown, but he definitely—he rallies the team around him. You know, he really he really brings that team together in a way that Wentz really wasn't doing for the most part. I think Wentz definitely lost a bit of his stride towards—before his injury. I think a lot of the fans have really rallied around Heineke, a lot of the players, too. I I think the Commanders are going to win this. I think it's going to be a, it's going to definitely be a, a war of attrition. I think it's going to be a lot of field goals back and forth. You know, some touchdowns here and there. But I, I think the Commanders are going to uh, push this one out.
0: Yeah, I think I I I would disagree with you. I I do see the parallels between the Jets and the Commanders situations with uh Mike White and Heineke replacing both former number two overall picks actually in Wentz and wow. Zach yeah. Wilson. But I I'm going to go with the Giants this week at home. Yeah. You know, right. they I think, yeah I think for I like the most that. part,
1: really anything could happen, honestly. It it feels like a toss up at times. These teams are they're they they're fun to watch and they'll be a close game. They really they really make the other team work for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the next game on the slate, Titans at Eagles. Ooh. I'm a biased Eagles fan and they're at home. Yeah. They're ten and one right now. I, I think they're gonna end up winning the game. I, I think it won't even be close.
1: Hmm. Yeah, so this is an interesting one. Um I'm a big fantasy guy. I got hurts on my team. I'm starting Mike White over him this week. Wow! Wow! Yeah, so, you are a
0: big Mike White, Mike White guy. Yeah, I'm not even. I'm
1: not even a Jets fan. <laughs> I'm a Seahawks fan. So wow. it just kind of happened last year, and I kind of, you know, I don't know. Just watching that guy play is something else, really. But anyway, yeah, um, the Titans against the Bengals last week, I was definitely. I I have Burrow in one of my other leagues too, and I started him. Uh, really underwhelming. Um, I think the Titans defense. I think a lot of people really sleep on it. And the Eagles, I don't know, something something feels off with the team since they lost that one game. They're, I feel like one of the biggest problems before they lost was they were relying way too heavily on Miles Sanders in the run game. And now I think it's gotten worse since they've lost because I, I think Miles Sanders came away with three rushing touchdowns on last week. And Jalen Hurts had 150 rushing yards, and they're really not passing the ball as much anymore. And I think that's... That's going to be a problem for them. I really think they got to get back to the passing game. A.J. Brown has kind of disappeared in the past couple of weeks. So, honestly, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles win, but I don't think it's going to be very high scoring, to be honest.
0: Okay. And Broncos, Ravens. The Broncos are not very good right now, and the Ravens, they're a playoff team. So are we all in agreement with the Ravens winning this one?
1: I don't know. Yeah. Ravens, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, like, the Ravens, uh, they haven't been really impressing me recently. I, I don't know, something something isn't working with that team. I don't I don't think Lamar Jackson's to blame, really. I think there's something maybe going on upstairs, maybe the coaching, that's not really meshing well, but they haven't been impressing me. Regardless, I think <laughs> the Broncos are— I think they're with the Texans as one of the bottom-of-the-barrel bottom teams this year. I think they're going to lose, definitely.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Same, same deal. Yeah. So we're running low on time, but we've got three exciting games in these next three games. The Seahawks Rams. This yeah. it's a divisional game. They always seem to be close. The Seahawks are 7 point favorites right now it looks like even in Los Angeles, which is basically a 10 point favorite at that point. Yeah. So, I think the Seahawks are going to run away with it. Geno Smith, he keeps continuing to, su- to succeed, so I think that's what we're going to go with. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I'm not I'm a little biased. I'm a Seahawks fan, but even so, the Rams on offense, just they've got nothing left. Losing Cooper Cup was big. That, that was big. He was, he was really their biggest guy, and Stafford is just completely, just practically disappeared this year. I don't, I don't know what, what they were on with that Super Bowl win, but it's just not there anymore.
2: Yeah, good for them that they got it because yeah. that's it. Yeah, that yeah, offense, it's,
1: it's, uh, it's, it's not really there. They I think lost it's, the magic. It's, yeah. it's definitely one of the lowest producing along with the Broncos. Like, yeah. it's, I think it's going to be a blowout.
0: Yeah, I'll keep it short and sweet. Seahawks are gonna win this game, and it yeah. will be close. Yeah, well, this next game though will not, will probably be very close actually, because Dolphins, Niners, both teams are looking pretty good right now. Both yeah. teams are right, right in the playoff mix. So, how do you guys feel about this one? Because it's gonna be a tight one,
1: I think. Yeah, I think Dolphins are gonna win this one. Um, I think both offenses are, f- I think both offenses are fairly matched against one another. They're very explosive, very, very good quarterbacks. They got, I think. I think, two is a little better than Jimmy G. I think he, you know, I don't think Garoppolo's terrible. I think he's he's better than average. I think he can get the job done. He gets that offense moving way better than Trey Lance was when he was playing. And I think, yeah, I, I feel like this is going to be a close one. I The San Francisco has a great run defense, so it's going to be a lot of passing. And I think it's going to be a serious shootout. Um, I'm going to go with Miami. I, I I like the way they play. I like the way Tua plays with Tyreek and and Waddle. I think, um, Mostert is coming back too. So I think it, it should be an interesting one, but I think Miami's going to get it.
2: Dolphins have won five in a row. They're obviously on a roll since Tua's come back. I, I like the Niners here. I don't know. Something about them being the home team. It's the later window. It's the four o'clock game. Yeah. So a lot of little intangible things. I just yeah. think the Niners will win, but I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a shootout. I'm thinking 30 something, like 34-31, I think yeah. could be the final score.
1: Yeah, it's dangerous to underestimate the 49ers. They have a really really good offense. Their receiver core is one of the best oh, in yeah. the league.
2: Yeah, Christian McCaffrey now.
1: Yeah, the, yeah, McCaffrey too. Yeah, no, it they're definitely you definitely do not want to underestimate that team. Not at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I'm going to go with the Niners too, I think at home. They've been they've been playing really well, especially since the trade deadline picking up McCaffrey. Next game should be another close one, Chiefs and Bengals. It's in it's in Cincinnati, which might play a little bit of a factor, but right now Kansas City, they're two-point favorites. So, Bridge, what do you feel about that game?
2: Obviously a rematch from the AFC Championship game last year, uh, go to the Super Bowl. Bengals won that. I like the road team here. I like the Chiefs. The Chiefs are 9-2. and two. They lose Tyreek Hill, but they've just filled all those holes with other players. Patrick Mahomes can do anything with anyone. Travis Kelsey's amazing. Bengals have started to pick it up a little bit. They struggled at the beginning of the season. A little bit of a Super yeah. Bowl hangover. They didn't win, but you know what I mean. Like Rams and the Bengals both started off tough. Bengals figured it out. Rams didn't. Look, long story short, the Chiefs are going to win this game. It's not going to be close. And that's not because the Bengals aren't a good team. I just think the Chiefs are such a juggernaut.
1: Yeah, I think um even with Jamar Chase coming back, I, I don't think the the Bengals offense, I, I'm not correct me if I'm wrong, is Mixon back yet?
2: That's a good question. I will, because, I will check the injury report. Yeah, no, report he for was,
1: that. like, he was putting up insane he's numbers He's questionable. Before. Yeah, okay, so definitely a toss up on him. Uh, Jamar Chase, I believe, is definitely coming back. So yeah.
2: and Kadarius that, Tony's out for the Chiefs. Not that I don't know, but I mean, yeah, surprise, not, surprise. He's hurt. <laughs> that, he's not going to be a
1: major factor. Um, yeah, so that should be interesting seeing him back. Burrow definitely has a, plays significantly better with Chase there. Although the Chiefs, you know, I. I was skeptical after them after they lost Tyreek Hill in the offseason. I, I was very skeptical because I don't know, I mean, they didn't really have much outside of him and Kelsey, but the Chiefs just they've managed to get it done in a really, really big way. So I think I think it's gonna be close. I think it's gonna be similar to last week. It was against the Titans, the Bengals Titans, I think it was very close throughout. I think um, Chiefs might are gonna pull away with it though.
0: Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. And we've got three games left. Chargers at Raiders. Right now the Raiders are one point favorites even though they're honestly a worse team than the Chargers. I'm going to pick the Chargers for this game away. Do you guys agree or how do you feel? Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah. I think um Raiders are surprisingly a team that you do not want to underestimate cuz they'll really they really come out from nowhere and just absolutely explode. Like that <laughs> that J- J- Josh Jacobs, I think he's he's at a pace to supplant Chubb as one of the best producing running backs this year um yeah i think Devonte adams has really kind of had a resurgence on the on the raiders in a way that he wasn't he was he's performing surprisingly well that in a way that he hasn't really done with the packers in a while so i think it's it's dangerous to underestimate them so i think it's gonna be close but i'm i'm banking on the chargers
2: Chargers just have more to play for. Like I mentioned before, they're, I think, the first seed that's currently out of the playoffs. Yeah. So, big win here could push them into that conversation. Raiders, 4-7, and not so much. But Josh Jacobs has been amazing. I have him on my fantasy team. (laughs) That one play basically got me, like, 15 points, which was crazy. That was nuts. Yeah, Yeah, he had 300
1: total yards that game. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I I stepped away from my TV, and I came back, like, five minutes later. And my dad was like, hey, did you see that run? And I was like, what are you talking about? Because I had Jacobs on my fantasy team. And because I, I you know, I was really close fantasy game and I looked at my phone and I had like 15 more points than I had like yeah. literally a fin- minute ago. Yeah, I think he finished with I was like, like 50 total. I mean, I think it was, what was the, it was the rush? It was like 80 or 90 yards plus a touchdown. Yeah, 76. 76.
1: 200 total. Yeah. And then he had 100 receiving yards. And he to was questionable
2: coming into that game too. Yeah. So a lot of credit, great player. Yeah.
1: He's questionable going into this week too. I yeah. don't, it might be just kind of like a Raheem Mostert thing where it's yeah. just kind of questionable, but then he ends up playing anyway. So and that's the game of his life. Yeah, we'll see what happens. So <laughs> yeah. maybe. Maybe they'll rest him after after what what he did last week. Who knows? We'll see. I, but I think Chargers definitely are the better team. I think they have a lot more to lose if they don't if they don't pull away with the win. So I think Chargers definitely.
0: Yeah, cool. yeah. And Sunday night game. After looking at this matchup, Colts at Cowboys. I don't think I'm going to watch the game. Yeah. Cowboys yeah. are going to. We don't need to destroy them. <laughs> we need yeah, just no, skip sort of this part. But Cowboys, Cowboys will easy. take care of business. Yeah.
1: No, yeah. their offense really, really something special. Yeah, Cowboys. That I don't even know why, <laughs> why they're bothering. Like, the yep. Colts have just. I think Jeff Saturday. I think he he might be their guy of the future. Honestly, I think he's he's really got that team moving. But um, you know, QB wise, it's it's not it's it hasn't been great to to put it mildly. So yeah, no Cowboys are gonna gonna tear it up.
0: Yeah, they're one of the best teams in the league right now. Yeah, and then the final game Monday Night Football Saints at Bucks. The Bucks right now at five and six are. In the lead of their division, but it's a divisional game, so it could be close. I think the Bucks are gonna win at home. They really need to figure it out if they want to make the playoffs.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. They're gonna win this game. They were in control early against the Browns. I don't know. The Bucs have had trouble finishing off games. They have a lot of weapons. They have Tom Brady, you get Mike Evans, Chris Chris Godwin. Like you have a lot of great players. You have Leonard Fournette, like just put it all together, man. Just figure it out. Like they're a lot more talented on paper than the than the Saints who have a guy. Alvin Kamara is great, but Look, Andy Dalton at quarterback. He's you know he's been a journeyman ever since his his days with the Bengals and Chris Olave, great pick uh, from from Ohio State. He's looked good, but uh, I think the Bucks should win this game. It'll be close, but they need to win in order to take control of the division. Otherwise, hey Falcons could sneak in there and take it. So yeah,
1: yeah. I think a lot of people have been um, equating Rodgers and Brady and saying, oh, you know they're they're going to retire at the end of the year. I don't think Brady's nearly playing as bad as as Rogers. I, I think. He's not he's definitely not who he was last year. Um, I'd say that offense. that something with the coaching is just not really working working right. Yeah, losing I,
2: BA I think did, yeah, did a lot. Yeah. I think
1: there's something I, I don't I think I'm um, Todd Bowles solid coach, but I don't know. Something's not something's not mesh with He's more right of a there. DC at heart. He's yeah.
2: just then you know, you saw with the Jets. He just head coaching just not good yeah. really for him.
1: Yeah, so I, I think I I'm not sure if it's. It might be the coach. It might be Brady. Uh, it's still unclear, but I think uh, the offense hasn't been meshing as well as would be ideal, especially with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin as your receiver core. So I still think um, they're gonna win. Saints really not much to work with. Uh, I don't know their the QB situation's pretty pretty dismal to be honest. So I think Buccaneers are gonna win it, but I I, I don't know if it's it's. I don't think it's gonna be a solid game to be honest.
0: Yeah, I agree. And that, that will wrap up our show today. That's the end of the weekend for the Sunday slate as well as the Monday Night Football game. I want to say a big thank you to the director of WFB Sports, Bobby Chaffardini, as well as our producer, Brendan Shorey. Uh, so from Bridge Gotham and Ryan Whiteman, this is Matt Benson saying thank you for listening to NFL Friday, which is a production of WFUB Sports.